Before we um, continue learning the Mimer, let's give a little bit of an introduction to uh, what we're going to learn about today. Um, there are different terms used in Hasidus to describe the way the various soul powers um, exist in the, in the soul. So you have a term called Nefesh Koil Koiches, the soul has within it different kinds of energy. Another term, which I would roughly translate that, maybe erroneously, as a soul carries energies. The soul carries them. The soul contains them, or the soul carries them. What's the difference? So, means that the soul itself, uh-huh. I like the Thank you for the thank you. The one you posted. Of course. So, Nefesh, I heard this from our male Tzibol, I heard this from Nefesh brother that means that the soul has within it various soul energies, which are actual energies, meaning it's not a potential for energy. These are various things. So there's there's chesed, there's gvura, there's teferis. There's there are different. The soul itself um, has within it some form of what eventually emerges later on as the actual defined kindness, defined gvura, defined strength. When it has a vessel and has definition, and there is a way the soul is um, before it, the, the the various energies have a definition. The soul has has within it. Powers which are called powers of the essence because they're they're not yet filtered and defined. They're they're more associated with the essence of the soul. So let's just take for example the distinction between the soul's energies as they are in the body, between the soul's energies as they are higher than the body. The soul's energies as they are in the body are very crystallized and very defined and very grossly um, dramatically lower than they are without a body. So the power of sight without a body is the power to see godliness. The power of Chochmah, we're learning about the power of Chochmah, the power to create ideas, the power to see Hashem's truth. Can you compare the power of, of Chochmah as it is in our body to see physical things to the way the power of the soul is to see spiritual things? It's a whole different kind of energy. Yes, in the body we could also see divine providence, but you can't compare that to the vivid perception of the neshama, of Hashem's truth, as it is divested of a body. So the, the, the soul energy is far more intense there, much greater, it's not, it's, not, it's not contracted as it is in the body. In a similar way, the way the soul's energies are in its core, they're very intense. But all of that is still an, a soul energy. It's still not the essence of the soul, mamish, not the actual essence of the soul, it's the energies of the soul as they are contained um, within the soul. There, there, there is something like that the soul has. The soul has a potential, not just potential. The soul has actual godly energy uh, that will later develop and have a vessel as, as chesed or as gvura. There's also chesed and gvura there too. The soul has koiches atzmim. The soul has powers which are called powers of the essence. The soul has that term, the soul has powers of the essence before it develops and before it, it gets filtered. 
But then there's something else. Not just the soul has various, um, is a composite of various, the soul has a, a potential from, not just potential, the soul has actual distinct energies within it. Then there is the soul itself. Not the energies the soul contains, but the soul itself. The soul itself is nefesh noisekeches, which means the soul has a potential for making energies. There are no energies there. When we're talking about the essence of the soul, literally, the actual essence of the soul, there are no other energies. All there is is the soul itself. The soul itself has a potential for creating ches, the potential for creating vura. So, so let me um, try to make some kind of a fine line over here between the things we're talking about. There is the soul's energies as they are in the body, where they've been manipulated in a way that doesn't represent at all how they were without a body. Then there is the soul's energies as they are higher than a body, but still with clear definition with vessels, with spiritual vessels, not physical vessels, but vessels. Then there is the soul's energies as they are closer to the core of the soul, where the, the soul contains within it intense chesed, intense kvura, unlimited, without, without, don't have, they don't have vessels, they don't have um, containers that limit them, rather they're, they're, they're very raw and very intense. And then there is a fourth thing, which is the soul itself, which is really the first thing. The soul itself has a potential for creating all these kinds of energies. It doesn't have anything there at all. It's just a potential for energies. So, nefesh koilo the soul has within, within energies, refers to the koiches atzmim, the intense chaser, the intense kvura. Nefesh noise the soul carries energies, refers to the yichoilas, the ability of the soul. Why is this relevant? Because yesterday we were learning about how there's two ways there can be a division. One way there can be a division is that, that each soul energy is completely separate from the other. Chesed is chesed and gvura is gvura. And that's when they are very intense. They're very intense as, or we're using the term kechas atzmim. We're using the term that as they are in the essence of the soul, one is chesed is chesed and chesed not gvura. And chesed cannot have anything to do with all the gvura just like we're speaking about in the world of chaos, the world of Teyu, where Chesed said all there could be is Chesed, and Gvura said all there could be is Gvura, so too in ourselves, as the soul energies uh, e- emerge from the soul in a very intense way, as they're included and closer to the essence of the soul, they are, before they have vessels, they can't contain, they, they, can't, they can't intermingle with each other. That's one kind of division, where there's a clear demarcation and there's a separation when, when things are divided in, in and... Um, However, we learned yesterday that when you take this, the, the various soul energies and you break them up into pieces, then there could be inclusion. When you have just a division of, 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 of two things, yes, they're separated. If you take the same thing, we take one thing and you divide it into pieces, then you will see that there is inclusion, as we learned yesterday. This is an introduction, and uh, hopefully as we go on, we'll, I'll, I'll point out where we're going and how this connects to what we're talking about. L- let's go into the beginning of um, uh, uh, chapter Vav, chapter 6. Obirin, to explain this concept, in everything there is in itself also its antithesis. Even the soul's essential powers even this soul's intense powers, which seems to be very clearly demarcated as distinct from the other soul powers, 
they're very intense, yet says the Rebbe Rashab that each of the soul's powers has within it the other. In each soul power, there is within it, in a hidden way, its antithesis. Um, although um, we're talking about a place, we're talking about a place where there is no yet a, any vessels for the soul's energy. They haven't, they haven't been limited yet. We're talking about very intense energy. And yet, despite the fact that it's a very intense and raw chesed, it, it seems purely chesed, yet within this chesed there is the opposite. There is, there is gvura. This is tr- because of the essence of the soul. Which is beyond the essential powers. There is the essential powers. There is the soul's energies as they are closer to the essence of the soul. Then there is the essence of the soul, literally. In the, in the actual essence of the soul, all of the various soul powers are all in perfect synthesis. Why? Because there is no, there is no specific soul energy there. All there is is the soul itself. There is the, the potential for all the various soul energies, but there is no actual soul energies there. So as the, all the soul energies exist in potential, there is no, there's no, there's no um, separate, as exists in potential, they're completely harmonized as one entity. Um, The essence of the soul is beyond the energies that are within it. And yet, the soul, he, he, they translate that the word noises bears them, carries them. The, um, the soul has the, the ability to, to create various soul energies. The soul has the potential within it, but as they are in the essence of the soul, there is no, um, there are no energies there, because the essence of the soul is beyond the chesed, beyond gvura. So what is what are those soul energies as they are in the essence of the soul? What they they are they don't they don't exist. They're just they, they just exist in potential. The soul could create them. They don't ex- but they don't they don't exist yet. There are no um, particular separate powers there. There's not even essential powers. Even the, the even though even the the very strong intense energies that we discussed before, chesed and gvura. They don't exist in the essence. Of, in the essence of the soul, that's also considered a descent. That's also considered inferior to the essence of the soul. The essence of the soul is beyond the soul's energies. Um, That's the soul's existence. The soul has the ability to create various powers. Then there are the actual powers of the soul that, is, that, that are called essential powers. Making the distinction between the soul itself and the soul's essential powers. Create or channel? Um, create or channel? Right. The soul has the ability to create these things or the ability to channel these things? Well, explain the difference. Well, creating would mean that it creates something from itself. Whereas channeling means it takes something that's going into it and directs it and 
It's from the soul itself. It's from the soul itself. It comes from the soul itself. It's made of soul. The soul's energies come from soul. The soul is it's not it's not a it's not yeshman, it's not something from nothing. The soul's energies come from the soul. Huh? You said there's two levels. One there's the essential soul powers, yeah. and there's the soul itself. So, in the in the level of the of the of the essential soul powers, what they haven't they haven't there, there's no um, um, there's no vessels yet. So, so we're using the term over here. I use the word intense a lot, but um, it sounds like they're very like. Uh, they're, they're, they're very, they've been very defined, but there, Rashab says, built in the keres. as the powers emerge from the soul's essence, the soul's powers cannot be said to exist as discernible entities. They're not discernible entities. They haven't, they don't have vessels yet, but nevertheless, they still exist as powers. They're called essential powers. They're not discernible entities. They don't have vessels. Like the, when, the, when the soul's in the body, right? So then there's very, it's very discernible what each strength is, the power to see, power to hear. And so too, when the soul gets, when the soul, um, uh, when, when these essential soul powers later develop and have, uh, are filtered in vessels, they also have a clear demarcation. But as they emerge from the essence of the soul, there is no clear, clear demarcation. They're not, they're, not, they're not discernible entities. But the point is, no matter how nebulous they are, no matter how intense, yes, but nebul- no matter how no, no matter how non-existent we want to, want whatever term we want to use to describe how non-existent they are, because it's such a subtle existence. We're talking about the essence of the soul, yet there's still something there, and that thing that's there does not exist in the essence of the soul at all. The essence of the soul does not have anything discernible or otherwise in it. All there is, in the essence of the soul, you cannot talk about any kind of soul energies. And although the soul itself does not have any soul energies in it at all, yet you must say that it has the potential for creating all these soul energies. Because from the soul, from the soul itself, all of the soul energies emerge. So, So you have to say that in the soul itself, there is a potential for all these things. But yet, if we're talking about the soul itself, there are no energies there at all. All there is is soul. You hear the difference? No. There is something that's um, called the essential soul powers, the powers of the soul, and there's the soul itself, which is higher than powers. So the essential soul powers, however, whatever kind of subtle existence they have, intense, subtle, whatever we know about them, there's still some. There's still a thing. <coughs> but the essence, but the soul itself does not is not a thing. The soul itself is just does not have any things in it. All it has is potential for things, but not but not, no actual things. It's that's why Dr. Bresman asked: Is it is it creation? Is it brand new? Yeah. It it is the soul's energies are as energies are a something new compared to the soul itself. It's something new, and yet it comes from the soul somehow from the soul itself. There is a creation of the the soul has potential for these things. Um, it's 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 it is something new that is emerging, but it's made of soul. So I don't I don't think the word um, it's hard to define exactly um, that that um, uh, that process. 
how do the soul powers emerge from the soul itself? What is that? It's, it's, I don't think the word yesh mein, something from nothing is right. Uh, I don't think it's, the word creation is right. I don't think the word revelation is right either, because revelation means that it was there, there before. There's no, it's not there yet. But, um, so, so <laughs> be it as it may, whatever, whatever term we're going to use for the emergence of the soul powers from the soul itself, there is nothing there before. All there is is just potential. Nothing there at all. Why is that important? Because we have to say that as all the soul powers are in the essence of the soul, they don't exist yet. What, what does exist? Just the soul itself. They are actually, all, there's just one entity there. There's no distinction whatsoever. Any kind of distinction you want to make in the essence of the soul is wrong. There's no such king yachet It's kind of like the concept discussing chesidus called yachet. What's yachet? We say Hashem echad in Shema. What are we saying? We've learned a couple times. Echad has three letters: Aleph, Ches, and Dalit. Aleph means master of the world. Ches means is equal to eight, which refers to the seven heavens and the earth, up and down. And Dalit is the four directions. So we say Hashem is one. We don't just mean that Hashem is one under our hand, in our eyes, and you can't see him, peekaboo, all of a sudden he's not there anymore. When we say Hashem is one, we don't just, we don't just mean he's a superpower, that he's a great, only superpower. When we say Hashem is one, we, we mean that there's only one existence. All of the seven heavens and all the four directions are all coming from him. There's a spark of Hashem, there's a word of Hashem which causes everything to, to come forth from non-existent to existent. That's Echot. Echot is how the, we're talking about the world, and we're saying the world itself is godliness. The world itself is godly. Then there is a higher level of understanding of Hashem's truth called Yachet. Echad is still a unity of many details. So we're saying all of the seven heavens and all the four directions, they unite with Him. Like a human being, has, he has limbs and he has veins and he has... And there's one human being which contains many different components. So you say Hashem Echad, that all the seven heavens, all the four directions are all part of Him. Then there's a higher understanding where you're not talking about different entities. You're, you're just talking about Hashem's truth, and the, how He is beyond creation, how He is before creation. How Hashem is right now beyond all of creation, all that exists is just Him. There is no seven heavens, there is no four directions, just Him. Yachid means, Yachid means unique or singular. When you say Echad means one, Rishin means first. When you say first, just, to, just like in grammar, these things are distinct. Singular, one, or first. So too they're distinct in what they represent. First means something that must have a second. If we said God is the first God, that would obviously be idolatrous. That means there's some other things besides Him. But we say Hashem is one. The word one, when you use the word one in grammar, one doesn't necessarily mean there is a second. One could mean that it's only. One could mean that it's the first. When you say day one of creation. Creation, and it was evening and it was morning one day so it was one day is one day the first of other days or one day the last day of creation there is only one day we don't know on day one of creation if there will be more than one day or not we just know this is one day so the word one could mean that there's a second could mean there's not a second but regarding Hashem also the word one is a level where there is a, a discussion of other and we procl- and we specifically um, emphasize that whatever seems as other is not other. 
the seven heavens, the four directions, which seem that they're separate from him, there's some other entities there, it's a sheker, it's an absolute lie, rather it's all part of his truth. Okay? We're still talking though about seven heavens and four directions. Then there's another term, singular or unique, yachid. In just like in grammar, when you use the word unique, you know that that's, that there's only one and one, there's only one like this. So too, um, spiritually, what the word yach represents is a truth which is beyond the possibility of there being this discussion of other entities. We're not talking about a, a realm where there is other things that, that look like they exist. There's seven heavens, there's four directions. We're talking about a truth where, where there's, no, even, there's no question even about other things that exist. We're talking about Hashem, how He is, but higher than creation. Hashem is beyond creation. Hashem is, in His essence, beyond creation. So that's what the term yachid is about. Like if we say that uh, David Chaim is, is, is uh, unique, you know, there's only one David Chaim. I'm picking on you, because you know that you're, 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 you're the only David Chaim there is. Okay, so, so because the soul itself, because the soul itself is similar to that, it's similar to Yachid, there's nothing else there, yes, from the soul emerges all the other soul powers, but because the soul itself has nothing else there, in every soul power, you're going to find the antithesis of itself. Why? Because as they are in the source, they're not separate from each other. Since in potential, since as they are in the essence of the soul, there is no distinction between one soul power and the other. They're all one. Therefore, even after they emerge, they are not, and they, and they are, they are um, they, this, the soul makes them, creates them, whatever term we we'll use, even after the, the soul has soul powers, because they come from a place of absolute oneness in the essence of the soul, where there are no, there's no distinction to one and the other, therefore even after they emerge, they, 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 can, they have within each of them the opposite, the opposite soul power. Because of the synthesis that they experience in the soul's essence, that's why even after they emerge and they become whatever they become, they still have within them the, the, the opposite energy in it as well. Just like this is true for the soul's energies, so too is this true for everything that exists in the world. Water has within it, in a hidden way, it has within it also the element of fire. And fire has within it also the element of water. However, it's absolutely hidden in the water. It's fire element. It's absolutely hidden in fire. It's water element. The way it is in a manifest way, the way you look at it, how do you see the When you look at the element of water, all you see is water. All there is is water. You cannot connect the water with the fire because water is water. Water is in fire. How could water connect with fire? One of them is going to be destroyed. Either fire is going to put up, the water. Fire is going to um, be put up by the water, or vice versa. The water will be dried up by the fire. It, yes. So in layman's terms, say it in one sentence. Okay. I 
like you said, water has hidden powers in it. Okay. And now they're harnessing those powers and then creating right, electricity with, from right, right. With uh, yeah, with hydrogen, with hydrogen energy production, we're now able. Now we are now able to split water into energy and oxygen. Wow. And hydrogen, and combine oxygen and hydrogen to get back water. So it's a, re it's a revelation of the hidden powers of water. Who mm -hmm. would think that you could use water to power your ocean liner, or your or your locomotive, or your bus, or your plane? Wow. Okay, amazing. Um, also discovered how to get, get water out of air. You saw that that is really a thing. Okay, so, it's, so but what you're saying is relevant, very relevant. What we're discussing. Thank you. So, so you can see it all in the water. It's it's connection to fire. Although, it, and it can connect to fire the way it is in a manifest way. Because as it in is, is in its manifest state, all it is is simple water. Similar concepts apply to the element of fire. However, when water is broken down into its fundamental components, and you extract from water its fire component, and you extract from fire its water component, which this is the meaning of what the Book of Formation is talking about when it says that God extracted fire from water and water from fire, then the two elements can at this point connect to each other. They can now become one. Because the water and fire can connect, but the fire element and water and the water element and fire could connect. And that's how the water and fire can connect. Because they have, there's a point in water that is like fire, and a point of fire which is like water. When you divide the water into pieces, and you take out it's a, the, the opposite quality in the water, so its distinctive power is weakened. In other words, its identity as water is now weakened. We're not talking about the fire element in the water. And so with fire, by separating and dividing it into various components, and you take out from the fire its opposite component, meaning water, it's also weakened. Its fire identity has been weakened. And then they're able to connect. So it comes out that by dividing them, you're actually able to connect them. When the fire is just purified, the fire into pieces, that's actually the cause for, for their connection. So, so in short, we learned today is as follows. We learned that there are um, soul energies in the essence which are, which are um, called essential soul energies, but not really the essence of the soul. And that level, there is a separation um, between one soul energy and the other. And then there is the essence of the soul literally where there, there's no actual soul energies there. There's just a potential for, for soul energies. And at that level, all the soul energies are, are one because all there is is the essence of the soul. And because there's a unity in the essence of the soul, that's why each, um, each kind of soul energy contains within it the, the opposite soul energy because in its source, they're all one. And just like this is true in the soul energies, so too is it true in the world. That since everything in the world comes from Hashem, therefore there is in everything the, uh, its, its opposite as well, and therefore you can connect fire 
to water, if you break down the fire and break down the water, you find the element of fire in the water, the element of water in the fire, you can um, connect them. But we continue, Mitch, and we'll see how it has to do with, with, with us. Hopefully we don't have to break ourselves down too much. Doesn't sound like fun. L'chaim. You don't want to unravel, no? L'chaim, Ibrach.